0: laziness in my eyes is what we're at now and what's going on yeah not
1: willing to like get the toenails of dead men and the
0: right skin a
1: corpse you have all. no ambition whatsoever or just like the best yeah. wool is
2: to be taken from a wood widow, a widow's sheep after they've been sheared and then you need to in take between, the wool in between fucking, the yeah, shoulders yeah. like damn dog fucking... how do i fucking track that down
0: without <laughs> the internet
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Gowering the entire countryside like, is that a widow? Blows my mind. Are
1: you a widow? Is that your sheep? Can I? Did you you just shave it?
0: Do you mind?
1: Like, are you okay?
0: (sighs) All right, I've got to do this whole thing. You're the third guy that asked that tonight.
3: (laughs) My husband just (laughs) died. (laughs)
1: Story in the news today.
2: You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Now, are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you
1: know, governmental? I don't uh, know. Planes yeah. that they're building?
3: And police in Espanola are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. This
0: is weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. Welcome to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Josh. <laughs> Did we catch you on that one or no? <laughs> Uh,
1: The whiskey went down the wrong side.
0: The wrong The wrong pipe down the wrong tube yeah uh, it yeah. happens so anyway hey uh welcome everybody this actually is episode 16 um how are you guys how was your weekend how was your time great my uh weekend was very
2: uneventful but i read a shitload
0: did you i was yeah. gonna ask you kept texting and i was like oh my god the guy, he's reading that he's reading that
2: yeah i was actually trying to do research for this episode but i kept reading
0: instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I got to get your book back to you, by the way. Um, the Leslie book, because I yeah. found on Kindle for like 99 cents. Oh, nice. So I'm going to give yeah. it back to you because I, I don't want to ruin it. I want to make sure. Yeah. Cause when I read books, I read the fuck out of the books. Oh
2: yeah. I don't mind. You know? So, um, but sure. if anybody's wondering what book I'm currently reading, it's uh by Annie Jacobson and it's called phenomena, the government's secret investigation into psychokinesis and Extrasensory perception. And it's, Pretty awesome.
0: That explains the remote viewing yeah, page to you took out. a click of. Okay, yep. Yeah, yep. that
2: makes sense. Yeah, it goes into all sorts of stuff. So I'm not done with it, but that's what I did. Maybe. And then Plus did research for this. So.
0: Well, I'm trying to catch up with the uh, Utah UFO display that was written in the late 70s about oh, yeah. the Utah basin. I've never read it, but so far I'm like third chapter in, fourth chapter in. Kind of amazing with everything going on. So you Yeah, know.
1: I'm illiterate. Well, we all know you that. You don't say that out loud. Yeah anyway uh no maybe we should put phenomenon in the queue for the paranormal book club yeah definitely it's an easy read too and it's just so
2: interesting that it goes by so fast so i'm already halfway through it it's like 423 pages and i'm just burning through it so
0: oh that's not bad at all see i like them when they're easy reads like they're really straightforward and that makes it nice
2: yeah it's just so interesting too so uh yeah, it's really good. All I right. recommend it to anybody. Also, she wrote the book Area 51. So if you ever want to know anything about the super secret government installation that is known to be Area 51, she's the author of that book. Okay, so
0: that's one that I le- that I picked up in uh Las Vegas mm-hmm, and, and then you uh, lent okay, to me and
2: I read that and then
0: I, yeah. I picked up Phenomena, and I picked up a uh, project paperclip too. So that's, oh, that's next on the chopping block. Gotcha. So stand by everybody. I think uh, MK Ultra and paperclip are two topics we kind of want to dive into eventually. Yeah. Once we get out of Oct- October, scary October. You know. Speaking of scary October, um, this episode uh, we're going to cover a couple little quick things, and then this episode's mainly going to be we're going to kind of forego the news. I think on this one because yeah. we have a slew of topic here. and we blew uh, our news wad
1: last
2: episode.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Is that the word
0: for we've,
2: it? We've done plenty of news. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um, we are talking about witches on this one. So stand by for that. Actually, it's kind of cool. Um, honestly, I, <laughs> you know, as, fun as it, funny as it sounds, I didn't really know some of the detailed history and it, it kind of, it's pretty, pretty interwoven, if you ask me, yeah. just from country to country. But anyway, um I will say this weekend it went quick, but I did have a chance to sneak off Sunday with the wife and watch the Adams family.
2: Spooky. <laughs> Not
0: really. <laughs> but it was good. How was I gotta it? say. It was a cartoon, Spoon. but you know what? A lot of adult humor in there. Yeah. Like, you I think know most of those cartoons
2: always throw a little bit of adult humor in there for the for the parents. This one
0: threw a lot. I thought ah, that was pretty like, it was a little, there's times I was like, eh, that's really over the top. It's like, the you know.
2: But no, not one kid is ever going to get it. I no. remember no. No. I've watched so many uh, movies that I watched when I was mm-hmm. a kid and I watch it now as an adult. I'm like, Oh damn. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that like, I completely missed that <laughs> went over my head so hard. Exactly. And now I finally get it. Yeah. I thought it was really well done. It was actually two hours, believe it or not, for like a, an anime, it was... It was two hours. It was two fucking hours, yeah. But it was cool because they let it, and then the very end, not to give away the plot, and I'm not going to on this one, but... But here's how it ends. Yeah, this is exactly how it (laughs) ends. I'm not going to spoil it, but spoilers. (laughs) They actually did the the whole remake of the original theme of the show with all the scenes and everything, and then they did them animation style, which was... Really kind of cool. Paid a tribute, I think, for the most part. Yeah. Well, good I voices. I, I guess you know? I don't need to watch it anymore. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Thanks, Fucking God. What a just drama saved queen. Me. Just drama saved me queen. 14 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was pretty good. It was really, really good. So anyway, so I'm glad you guys' weekend were, was good. Um, that was my thing. So we are following the suit uh, this month of just kind of s- scary, strange stuff. It's October. Okay, so this is uh, one that we'll that we we'll release uh, next Sunday, and then we're going to have another one just before Halloween, and then after that, we'll kind of get back into, I think, you know, everything else that we do. More you weird know? shit. Yeah, we'll probably right. let the spirits right. rest. They've earned it. That's a good way to put it. I think they've earned it, definitely. Um, we have a, uh, just topics up. Oh,
2: God. Up the wazoo.
0: It really is. Is that a word? It
2: can be. Well,
0: uh, I don't know. I've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard it mentioned once or twice in passing. Cramming up <laughs> your wazoo, <laughs> right? But we, uh, we're we gonna end with that, and then in November we'll get back to uh, other high strangeness, but um, everything works out good. We, I think, now are gonna jump into this topic. If you guys are ready.
2: I'm ready. I'm ready to jump in feet first.
1: I don't wanna wait for God to answer my prayers. That's why I'm a witch.
2: She continued to insist she wasn't a witch
1: that, but how did that
2: lead to becoming a witch? I think that she says she's a witch, tarot card reader, spell
3: caster, energy healer. Do
2: you want to three quarters of the people accused of witchcraft
3: in England,
0: drowned, burned. Um, so we decided to come out. Number one, this kind of stemmed a little bit off uh, John, because you came from Iceland. You went to a museum, right?
2: Yeah, I went to the museum of sorcery and witchcraft in Holmovik, Iceland. And it's just this tiny little museum kind of, it's kind of a restaurant. It's a restaurant with a museum kind of in the back. And it just goes into detail about um, the, you know, the, the sorcery and witchcraft that took place in Iceland. And it was really prevalent um, there. Um, They, they really believed in it for a long time. Yeah. The country was basically existed on spells and.
0: It, it got to that point know, at one time.
2: Yeah, until it didn't, and until everybody turned their <laughs> back on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, go figure. It happens. Uh, yeah. But it was really prevalent
2: for for a long time.
0: Yeah. You know, and the one thing too, and we're going to roll in some fun facts, but I, I think what one thing that I take away from everything, and we each kind of research our own niche of this, Yeah, it blew my mind of how interwoven it was. And not only that, but from country to country. Like most countries had the same, even in Africa, They have the same idea of a witch to a certain point and there's red ants involved that they, the witches write in a red ants and, and it's still going on in Africa a lot. I mean, it, it, you know, and these countries obviously back in the day are not talking to one another. So how does this whole idea come about and tie together? That's what blew my mind.
1: Well, I, I think part of that is like uh, shamanism is like basically a human universal trait in developing societies you know what i mean like yeah agree there's always yeah. like the chief and always like the witch doctor who explains the things that the chief can't and who communes with the other world
0: and that right. kind of stuff like right that's pretty culturally universal like everywhere you know? yeah yeah well it's sim- similar religion too. the same thing you know yeah i'm sorry most religions are exactly the same give or take throw a name out there yeah. You know, I mean, it's just what it is. One way or another, we're going to have something similar. And, you know, this is the same thing for witches. So whether you guys believe in witches or not, um, we got some fun facts and then we're going to go in some history. And I think Josh is actually going to cover some of the really pre-early, early history. And we're going to go from there. Yeah, I'll try not to make it too dry. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, uh, you know, it's not all, it's all about witches, you know. So first of all, let's do this. Let's define some differences and um, kind of what we're looking at. So just we know what we're focusing on when we start research, and I know when I started researching, um, there is mentions uh, mentions of different branches, um, and they do overlap at times of like what is what you mentioned shamanism, other things. Shamanism kind of plays a role into that. Uh, also, paganism includes Wicca, Druidism, and shamanism. So that's one kind of segment there. Uh, Neo paganism is a contemporary set of beliefs that includes uh, animism, pantheism, and polytheism. Um, So there's different breakouts. Sometimes you hear Wicca, witches, witchcraft, it's all kind of interwoven. I think nowadays to a certain point it might be, but I think back when it really wasn't the case. So, um, and there also is a great diversity among belief systems and even witches disagree at what constitutes a witch. And that's what I'm talking about modern day. Wicca is a little bit different from black magic, for example. You know, so, and we'll talk about it later, but there's some branches that literally spell magic with a K. So they separated themselves from the show stage magic and what people consider magic is, yeah. just so it's kind of its own thing. Um, another fun fact here the US declared Wicca, a religion, which is part of this branch off, uh, as an actual religion in 1985. That I did not know until I, I studied. I just
2: thought it was girls that go to Coachella.
0: <laughs> well, that's. I'm a Wicca. <laughs> sure you are. Sure you are. So. <sighs> sure you are, Danny. <laughs> um, well, it's that time of era, I guess, gender fluid and all. Um, you found this out too on your side, John, that uh, there are male witches too.
2: Yeah, actually. Um, so I basically focused my thing in Iceland just because I went there and, you know, I don't know, it was on my mind. Humble Humble brag. Yeah, humblebrag. You know, not, not to toot my own horn. Uh, but Take yeah, pretty much, back. pretty much all the cases uh, in Iceland and where I where I was looking into it, um, they were all male.
0: Uh, see, that's crazy. You know, when in other parts of the world, that necessarily was not the case. You know, but to have that have that little corner of the world, kind of kind of funny.
2: Yeah, it's like the women didn't really practice it, but um, that's not to say that women just didn't practice it at all because they definitely right. didn't. I've got a really weird story coming up about, um, women in particular in this certain spell that is just,
0: is, is it going to blow our socks off? You know, hold
2: on to your
1: butts.
0: Now Hold on to your butts. He says, Mister, oh, I'm excited cool. to get through the dry stuff and get to that. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: so crazy. You're like,
0: what? How do you even think of this? Well, you talk about males, um, which warlocks or wizards, I guess, or sorcerers mm-hmm. were the termination. So just to lay it out for everybody, um, the word witch derives from the old English words wicca, which was actually shortened um, to wicce, uh, W-I-C-C-E, masculine and feminine forms respectively. So there's different forms of actual spelling of the word um, this letter became witchy with an H uh, in Middle English, which meant the same thing as Wicca and witchy, but didn't distinguish between the genders being used to refer to both men and women. However, over time, using wishy with an H to refer to men became less and less common, being replaced by synonyms such as wizard and warlock, which we talked about, and sorcerer by the 16th century. The spelling had changed from wishy to witch, and by this time, the word was almost exclusively used to refer to as women as it is today. So a lot of women are, you know, witches, but there's still mm-hmm. that other thing out there that you know about. Yeah. One um, of the last fun facts. And then uh, Josh is going to dive in some uh, predated history here, you know, Deep because me, I, <laughs> yeah, I started studying. So I looked up like, it baffles me of the name witch, like where did, not just the word, but where did it come, where did the whole premise of what a witch is come into play? The only thing that I really found um, was actually in the Bible. So um, it's unclear exactly when the witches came on the historical scene, but one of the earliest records of which was in the Bible. It was book of one of Samuel, thought to be written between 931 and 721 BC. Uh, It tells of a story when King Saul sought the witch of Endor to summon the dead prophet Samuel's spirit to help him defeat the Philistine army. The witch roused Samuel, who then prophesied the death of Saul and his sons. The next day, according to the Bible, Saul's sons died in battle, and Saul committed suicide. Eh, go figure.
2: She aroused so, Saul. It happens. That's all I picked up from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> that's fucked up, dude.
0: <laughs> I was just thinking
1: about uh, the Witch of Endor and was like, I wonder if that's what Wicket was named after in Return of the Jedi. Endor mm. sounds familiar. Is
0: that where it come from? Yeah, dog. Oh, yeah, forest moon of Endor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right.
1: Shit. Hmm. Cool beans. Dang. Connecting right. the dots. So, <laughs> let me put on my Professor Stoll glasses. Uh,
0: Hello, I'm Josh Stoll. How much time do you need for that, sir?
1: Oh, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: everybody stand by. There'll be a pause.
1: So, uh, belief and practice in witchcraft in Europe can be traced to classical antiquity. Uh, oh, sorry. And also, I focus mainly on Europe because we were originally going to like pick areas of the world to focus on the history of, and then we just kind of went a different route. So, pretty much everything I talk about is uh, either continental Europe or the UK. Um, so belief in and practice of witchcraft in Europe can be traced to classical antiquity and has a uh, continuous history during the Middle Ages, culminating in the early modern witch hunts and giving rise to the fairy tale and popular culture witch stock character of modern film, <laughs> modern times. Nice touch. Uh, so <clears throat> basically, um, it's a really complex amalgamation of practices of old folk healers, folk magic, ancient belief in sorcery and pagan Europe, uh, Christian views on heresy, uh, medieval and early modern practice of ceremonial magic, and simple fiction in folklore and literature. And I got a lot of this from Wikipedia, so if it doesn't sound like stuff I would say, that's why. Um, So dating back to antiquity, ancient Greece and uh, the early imperial era of uh, Rome, there was persecution of witches and laws against witchcraft. Um, these are mirrored in the ancient Near East and Old Testament also. Uh Theoris was a woman from Lemnos who was prosecuted for casting incantations and using harmful drugs and was executed along with her entire family. Jesus Christ. So yeah, just just as bad, if not worse, than like the Inquisitions and the and the craziness in the modern mm-hmm. uh early right, modern era. Right. Um in ancient Rome participating in in or sorry, in ancient Rome, practicing black magic was a capital offense under the law of the Twelve Tables from around the fifth century BCE. Um, under the Empire in the third century BCE, the punishment of burning witches alive was enacted by the state against people that quote took another person's life through enchantments end quote. Um, there's a uh, legislation utterly condemning witchcrafts and its works. Uh, these laws were reinforced by some emperors like Claudius, Vitalius, and Vespasian. Um, during the imperial period, uh, also, it is evident that Rome was awash in occultists and diviners, many of whom traded almost openly in poisons and assassinations
0: despite the risk. I was going to say, you know what? Fucking hypocrites, because they're... <laughs> oh, we're getting <laughs> You know to that. what I mean? Okay. <laughs> I was like, goddamn, guys. Yeah. You're not good anyway.
1: So, uh, so there were like more conservative uh, emperors that were like, nah, everyone's dead. And then some emperors like Augustus Tiberius and Septimus Severus. Sounds like names, a transformer. Those names are so much fun to say. <laughs> uh, they would openly banish and put to death all seers and necromancers while in private entertain astrologers and wizards among their retinue. They would consult them on all important decisions and sometimes just on day-to-day did. life. Like, of
0: course they um, did.
1: So, you know, uh, hypocrisy. Um, ain't it great? It's and it still is. exists today. What? So uh, these I'm making that up. I really do <laughs> <I know. laughs> Yeah, we we've totally we have no clue that. Uh, these prosecutions are important to establish that burning people for being witches didn't start with Christianity, but was polytheist societies also prohibited and inflicted the severest penalties for practicing witchcraft and black magic. So now we get to the Christianization and the early Middle Ages. Interestingly enough, the Christianized societies wanted to relegate, like, so early Christianized societies wanted to relegate uh, the belief in witchcraft to superstition along with the preceding pagan re- uh, religions. So, around like the seventh century, uh, there was a law among confederations of German tribes that said if a free man accuses a free woman of witchcraft or poisoning, the accused may be disculpated. Uh, I think that means the same thing as exculpated. Or that's was what they wondering. meant there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so basically they can beat the charges either by 12 people swearing an oath on her innocence or by one of her relatives defending her in trial by combat. In this case, the accuser is required to pay a fine. Jesus Christ. So like much, less, much less like immediately hysterical. Let's burn them all. Right, you know? right. Um, when was that again? That was the seventh century, so the six hundreds. Yeah. Okay. So they're a little more progressive in the six hundreds. So, yeah, around the early, like where there's still like so a lot of the old pagan religions still hold uh hold sway, but Christianity is on the rise. Ugh. <laughs> um so it's not unknown. <laughs> you read it's my not mind, contained didn't. just in like Rome and, and and uh Israel in the Middle
0: East, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Not to chastise Christians, although we do, because yeah, just religion, has. just in general. in general. We probably have a lot of listeners that are Christian. Hey, welcome to it. That's cool. Glad you guys are listening. However, um, this is just—it's typical. It's typical of something that spreads. It's like a disease almost. What do you suppose? Like you're looking way back in the seventh century. Mm-hmm. Ideas on the whole, and we talk a little bit about this before the podcast. The whole idea of the word black magic, witchcraft, witches. And again, that you're talking about one specific area, but when we were researching, we found out it's across the world, countries that never even talked to one another, but they all had something. It was a similar idea, similar concept, similar philosophy. Does that make sense? Like who's who? What do you suppose? How do you suppose that kind of came uh, to fruition? I think it's,
1: it's pretty simple. I think uh, there's always someone who claims to be able to explain the things that the rest of the, the people in the community can't explain. And also claims to be able to commune with those things and be able to control those things, right? A lot of times, big
0: scary things that nobody else can understand.
1: And I'm going to say, I know where that comes from. Like for early man, fire and thunder, right? You know, yeah. But for like people in this era, uh, they all they all believed in in like magic and like you have to appease these gods to get these results, or if right. something really fucking bad happened, it was because fucking Thor is pissed off and you need to go make an offering to mm-hmm. yeah. calm his tits, you
0: yeah. know? Yeah. So. And, and you know, it's the same thing too. Um, and we'll cover a little bit later, but you know, like Africa, even Africa to this day has problems, but it, it just amazed me how they have that same pattern, I guess, you know, and how it came about. Yeah. So. Um, I mean,
1: so there are also always been kind of a distinction between witches who, like, will go into the, like, doing evil things with the, quote-unquote, magic. Right. And and then, quote-unquote, clever people who know how to do all the stuff, like, can cast spells and and, and do all of those and things. And appear
0: that something's happening because they're doing it.
1: Um, That are like, no, I'm not going to cast a spell to kill your neighbor. Right. You know, like, I don't want to get in the middle of all that shit. I don't want to get burned alive. I I
0: don't want to be in front of judge Judy and there's a whole thing.
1: And we'll get into it a little bit farther along, but there's also like, uh, wizards and, uh, learned sorcerers who practice, uh, like, like if if you want to think of like a Merlin type character who, who like rigorous book study and like learn through really hard work, how to make these spells and do these things. And, uh, and, go to great, great pains to make sure that, like, the community knows that, oh, hey, I'm just really smart and know how to read and, like...
0: Which really borderlines on kind of the first doctors. I mean, because that's all yeah. they had. You know, they didn't know anatomy. Oh, we're going to get into that, too. oh let me shut my mouth then. Sorry. <laughs> um,
1: so, uh, when Charlemagne imposed Christianity upon the people of Saxony in 789 he proclaimed, if anyone deceived by the devil shall believe, as is customary among pagans, that any man or woman is a night witch and eats men and on that account burn that person to death, he shall be executed. So that was basically saying, if you go out and fucking kill your neighbor and accuse him of witchcraft, guess who else is getting killed? Yeah. Because it was basically Christian, they basically were saying like, this is dumb and Christian people shouldn't believe in it. So there was like a really weird, like kind of enlightened
3: hmm.
1: time in early Christianity.
0: Which is funny because that was really early for enlightenment. Yeah. Just, just well, in general. You, you also know?
1: you also have to remember that this is not long after, or kind of during the fall of the Roman empire.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah.
1: it's not. They already have shit on their plate as
3: it is. It, <laughs> so. Well, it's, it's
1: kind of the beginnings of the dark ages in Europe. Yeah. Um, right. So. Makes sense. There are still some people who aren't like just, completely illiterate and uneducated there are still people who like think because the way at least ancient the way at least Romans looked at Rome was like it was the light in the darkness right it was the the home of civilization and where people thought and reasoned and stuff and then but they also had a lot of like weird fucked up shit going on too but (laughs) everybody does that was like their idea of themselves and that's why when they conquered a place they assimilated people into being Roman like uh, anyone could become a Roman citizen by joining the military right, right? right. so like um, even slaves so
0: well that's why that Empire was so big because right that's what they did
1: yeah they assimilated the the people and the cultures and the places they conquered and, and the way they did that like Christianity would mimic like they also absorbed a lot of the the cultures of those places and like brought their, customs into their kind of pantheon and stuff, you know what I mean? And they also, one of the things that's controversial about the rise of Christianity is uh, the Romans didn't really give that much of a shit about religion. And the thing that pissed them off the most about Christianity was that it was monotheistic. So it said that all of the gods that they worshiped, that they had brought in from other cultures that were their gods to begin with uh, were false gods. Right. And that's why they hated Christianity so much. Right. But Um, so, sorry, similarly, the Lombard Code of 643 states, uh, let nobody presume to kill a foreign serving maid or female slave as a witch, for it is not possible nor ought to be believed by a Christian minds. Uh, this confirms the thoughts of St. Augustine of Hippo, who taught that witchcraft did not exist and that the belief in it was heretical. Uh, most of these people were secular rulers who, while not officials in the church were supported by it and did promote it. They listened to church officials and took what they said or what they had to say very seriously. Um, And it was in, it was in the early eight hundreds that rulers started to uh, started making the penalty for witchcraft death again. So uh, so that's kind of where I think uh, that started heating up in the middle ages. Uh, The instances of people being accused of being witches went down dramatically uh, as they were more into prosecuting heretics to try and present a united faith. So uh, basically, they were fighting over which sects were actual Christian sects and which were like, oh, you're not worshiping Jesus, you're worshiping the devil. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, So in this era, uh, parish priests and monks even practiced classical magic to an extent, Um, they were expected to be able to provide medical aid and most of, uh, most of that herbs and potions along with reciting spells and blessings to make the cures work were pretty commonplace. So that's kind of like what you were talking about, Shane, with the early medicine. Like they didn't know anatomy. They, they knew poultices and, you know, this is how they made up for it. Yeah. Um, They also had magic traditions to perform on blighted or fallow fields where they would dig up clumps of earth and pour holy water in it and milk and honey and then recite incantations. Uh, This all fell under the umbrella of Christianity because the words they used for their quote unquote spells were mostly from the Bible and spoken Latin. Of -hmm. course. So that's why it wasn't black magic. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But uh, this doesn't seem a whole lot different to me um, than what people would consider witchcraft at the time. It was just semantics, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Over the next couple of hundred years, witches started to be included in the uh, prosecutions of heretics. Um, In the 12th century, there was a rise in the practice of necromancy and learned sorcery, spurred by an influx of texts on magic and diabolism from the Islamic world. Uh, While necromancers and sorcerers' magic was presumed to be diabolic in source, but with the power to wield it being achieved through rigorous application of study and complex ritual... The idea of the witches' Pact provided an explanation on how these illiterate and uneducated commoners could perform uh, feats of diabolical sorcery that rivaled those of the most seasoned and learned necromancers. So basically, uh, all these guys are saying, basically, I'm like the alchemist scientist guy of the time. Right. You got to listen to me. I know my shit. Yeah. 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 And I can't explain how this person who can't read or probably even speak proper whatever language in whatever region they should be speaking can do the stuff that I can do. And so they decided that it was because they made a pact with the devil and the devil was doing it.
0: So, well, that's why I do most of my things. Yeah. It's a pact with the devil. <laughs> Naturally.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this, uh, idea that, which is, uh, gain their powers through the pact with the devil provided a satisfactory explanation for them and allowed authorities to develop a a mythology through which uh, they could project accusations of crimes formerly associated with the various heretical sects, incestuous orgies, cannibalism, ritual infanticide, the worship of demonic familiars, etc., onto the newly emerging threat of diabolical witchcraft. This pact and the ceremony that accompanies it became widely known as the Witch's Sabbath. So, all my metal friends out there,
0: there you go. I was going to say, that's kind of like my fucking Friday night. There's the new band name. You know, Sabbath. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh,
1: so these things that the church decided were part of the witch's Sabbath were the same things used to smear other pagan religions and Christian sects that they deemed heretical. Uh, there are also, these are also the same things the Romans who were against the early Christianity uh, claimed the Christians were doing. Uh, I just think it's funny how People see a good accusation. I don't think it's funny. I think it's fucking bullshit. It but yeah, exactly. Else,
0: you know? God, fucking um, crazy.
1: So uh, the idea of the witches' Sabbath and an ever increasing fear of witches slowly spreading through Europe for the next century and a half primed Europe for a full on craze that, when it exploded, would cause the deaths of tens of thousands of people over the next like two hundred ish years.
0: Literally, like it was um, um, almost close to half a million. You know, if you look at yeah. the estimates of what happened, I mean, fucking a god.
1: Yeah. Yep. And just like wanton random violence, just right. people like even making extremely false accusations because they wanted something like.
0: Yep. It's uh, all, you know, a lot of it was greed. A lot of it was because they found out that, hey, you know, I can pull the string on this one. Yep. And then all of a sudden. Or, yep. Yeah. Your neighbor pisses you off and you're like, oh, you motherfucker. Yep. Okay. Guess what I'm going to do? Yeah. I'm going to put a fucking crow's head on your doorstep and everybody's going to think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's bullshit. It's
1: pretty nuts. I, so, have, a, I
2: have a story that kind of, there's this late, I have a story with a lady that screws a lot of people over with some really asinine accusations.
3: Yeah. So I've got, we'll, got a we'll story that's that, like uh, that.
1: That's pretty fun too. Yeah. Coming up here in a second. Yeah. So, uh, the early modern period. So that's like your uh, 13, 1400s to 16, 1700s. Right. 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 Um, So this is when accusations began to seep into the trials against heretics, including claims of secret meetings, uh, orgies, and consumption of babies, all the hits. Uh, It was around this time in the 15th century that the idea of witches' Sabbath became important. A person could be possessed and not be responsible for their actions, right? So if they get possessed, then it wasn't them. Oh, that happens nowadays. They're in the clear. Exactly. But uh, to be a witch, one had to sign a pact with the devil often to worship him, which has which was heresy and meant damnation. The idea and explicit and ceremonial pact with the devil was crucial to the develop- development of witchcraft concept because it provided an explanation that differentiated the figure of the witch from the one learned for, or sorry, from that of the learned necromancer or sorcerer, basically. So I guess what I just said a minute ago,
3: but yeah, fancy.
0: (laughs) That's okay. Well, (laughs) I like your fancy talk, sir.
1: So, uh, things started heating up in the early 14th century, uh, with many clergymen and learned people being accused of witchcraft, including Pope Boniface the eighth, who was posthumously tried for apostasy, murder, and sodomy. In addition to allegedly entering into a pact with the devil. Uh, so while popes had been accused of crimes before the demonolatry charge was new uh, and then going back a little while, the Templars were also tried as devil-invoking heretics in 1305. Um, things simmered down for a bit in the middle part of the century, but started escalating again in 1398 when University of Paris declared uh, uh, declared the pact could be implicit, so no contract needed to be signed, just the, simply the act of summoning a demon implied Jesus. It's
0: like buying a fucking new car. Well, God and damn. like,
1: simply the act of summoning something that like, I don't know, I mean... I've seen a lot of weird shit in my life, so I don't want to say this stuff doesn't exist, but at the same time, it's like
0: very fucking yeah. And you know, and that's exactly it. we. I mean, yeah, there, it, I mean, it's it, out there. But, there's so much
2: phenomena that we can't explain, and, right. and that's what this podcast is almost all about. But yeah,
0: um, but again, I think this is a touch, tied a little bit of phenomena and a lot of just paranoia. Oh, I fucking, think this is
2: probably ninety nine percent not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So.
2: This is just paranoia and also people
1: wanting to get revenge on people they don't like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So this is where we're uh, getting to where the craze boiled over, uh, culminating in the or at the end of the 15th century where shit started to really kick off and the witch craze became the witch craze and it became just fucking madness in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, uh, culminating with the publication of the Malleus Maleficarum or Hammer of the Witches. Uh, Shane had has a bit more color on that, I think, than I do. Um, But here are a few things I learned about this famous book that I thought were really interesting. It was banned by the church four years after it was published, and less than 100 years later, the Council of the Inquisitor General in Spain discounted its credibility as it contained many errors. I'm interested in what constituted an error since, I mean...
0: (laughs) That's what I said. I was like, really? Like... Like someone, how can it be well,
1: wrong about like how to prove someone's a witch when you prove someone's a witch by killing them unless yeah, they ab- right. admit it? You right. know what I mean? It's
2: well, it's that expert.
0: Yeah, Do you know, know what Jesus I mean. Yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. And no,
2: I'm the expert in the and uh, witches. So, well,
0: but, well, let me enlighten a little bit on that expert thing. So, what you were talking about, um, this actually was written in the year 1486, and there were right. two friars, uh, Henrik Kramer and Jacob Springer. Uh, were Dominican friars and their main job was guess what? They burn witches. Yeah, witch hunting. Yeah, yeah. so they really yeah. I would like to put that on the, Hey, what'd you do today? What'd you do today, Henrik? Well, funny you should ask. I burn a witch. Hey, you don't say you burn a witch. Yeah, I did burn a witch. I don't so think you're kinda... getting your fire hot enough. <laughs> I don't, yeah, exactly. You're using the wrong wood. I wonder if they had a quota. Oh Jesus! Like a like place with tickets and shit like that. That'd be fucking. <laughs> uh, hilarious. So. Or
1: like cops with speeding tickets. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, exactly. Uh, I wouldn't be super surprised. Like I a really wouldn't. Of, a
0: lot of those honestly. proceedings
1: were like hella corrupt. Yeah. Too, now but.
0: I never, I never found that, but they. So they're the ones that put together this manual that you're speaking of, um, and it was a witch burning process. Again, yeah, it was the uh, known as the Hammer of Witches, um, and this was after the outbreak of Valius, which I'm, I'm going to cover briefly, and then. I don't know if you got something else. Or John wants to tell a story. This is kind of in. We're we're trying to do this chronologically. Yeah, we're in. We're, you know, in, we're in the, the 15th uh, century thing.
1: Yeah, we're in the mid to late uh, 1400s right now. Yeah, yeah, basically. So if- Yeah. You guys have events that took place at that time. This would be a
0: good time to get into. Some key ones, I think. So just to wrap this one up, um, this was translated in the Hammer of the Witches, again, after that break of Valais, which I'll cover. Inquisitors had pieced together a pretty good idea on just exactly what witchcraft was. For example, in Germany, the process was pretty easy. In their manual, they said uh, there was a list of questions that were read to the queues, like, did you sell your soul to the devil, which you covered? Uh, How often do you attend the Witches' Sabbath? and was tortured at the same time the questions were asked until the cues finally gave in. Um, This basically was this manual and it became one of the number one witch hunters book in the world, which I find that funny that you have a witch hunters book. However, um, backtracking a little bit. One of the reasons this book got made was because of the great Valius rich trials, Uh, a town in the Southern part of Switzerland called Valius in the year 1428 evidently had a witch issue just a, fucking smidge of one. So people claim witches were everywhere. They were flying through the air, becoming invisible by means of secret, sinister herbs, turning themselves into wolves, casting curses on upright Christians, consorting with the devil, and the list goes on. Uh, the local political and religious officials did kind of bridge themselves together and decided something had to happen. So they had the Valius trials um, and it was kind of awful. Uh, they accused, this was the whole thing behind it. Anyone who was accused of being a witch by at least three people were burned at the stake, so you had to have three lined up, which is something you talked about. There were some, there was rules at least to it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know? like
1: in the like a few hundred years before that, there was rules. Like it was more like the burden of proof was on the accuser, and now the burden of proof is still on the accuser, but barely. Right, exactly. Because it's like the three of us could accuse someone we don't like of being a witch.
0: Yeah, it, it ran a skew, just a tactical. I got a couple people in
2: mind that we can accuse. Yeah.
0: Hey, well, let me know. Get a list together. We'll figure out where we're at. Um, Those who refused to talk about it were tortured tortured until they confessed to the accusers what they wanted to hear. And they were burned at the stake anyway. So a clerk of court by the name of Johannes Freund kept the most detailed info about the Valleus witch trials. Um, Roughly, they're thinking it was estimated well over 300 people died just in that year. Um, And then the witch hunt spread from there. Switzerland, France, Germany, something you talked about of just going, now it's a populace. Now other countries are, you know, they're having the same thing. Um, And the burning times began. And again, over half a million people. Yeah, uh, just
1: like you were talking about uh, witches and religion and stuff being part of just human humanity, just like a a universal cultural development. So is the fear of them. So is something like this like yeah exactly because this did spread like wildfire across the continent um,
0: crazy how much out of if you think about technology in general or anything in general that we as humans have spread I don't think we've spread as many things except maybe herpes maybe that spread pretty quick but I think this spread pretty goddamn quick yeah. I mean this really the paranoia of run rampant it, well, it was just amazing.
1: Yeah, and, but I mean, it had simmered for a couple hundred years, too. It was like slowly right, spreading, and then, right. it, and then it boiled over. Yeah,
0: well, I think the Valley of Witch Trials kind of... Maybe that was the tender again to kind of refuel what was going on. Yeah.
1: So No, you're good. So the height of the craze on the continent was between uh 1560 and 1660. Um, interestingly enough, this was in part fueled by higher literacy literacy rates. Uh, there was an increasing number of books and tracts on witchcraft. So now the common folk who were like running around with pitchforks and torches could read, but they were reading all the wrong things.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Ignorant literates. Yeah, basically. Um, So it seems that the only real respite in continental Europe were the Jura Mountains in Germany. Uh, Their torture was imposed only within the precise limits of the Carolina Code of 1532. So, uh, And they also didn't... Pay really much if any attention to accusations made by or about children, so that kept the carnage down substantially. Oh, man. But uh, just to, I mean, reiterate, like the way what happened to someone who was accused of witchcraft was they were tortured until they confessed or they died, and the confession didn't save your life; it just allegedly no. saved your soul.
0: No, it's it's basically you know? a lose lose situation yeah. in general, yeah. right?
1: So it's. Uh, and I mean, a lot of the ways that, that, uh, I don't know if either of you guys are going to cover more of this, but the way that like, especially in the later centuries that they would determine if someone was actually guilty of being a witch would kill them anyway. Like, yeah.
2: if, like if you could swim, yeah, then oh, you're, you're right. a witch. Yeah. Right. But if you can't swim, then you're not yeah. a witch, but if you, you're dead
1: because
0: yeah, you can't you, swim. Yeah. If, if you sink, yeah, you're a witch. If you pile okay.
1: a ton of rocks on someone's chest and they live, they're a witch.
0: Like okay. <laughs> okay, so
1: if we kill this dude and he doesn't die, he's a witch. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty solid way I to wonder, figure it out. I, I guess, wonder if those but.
2: people like Jesus had a conscience Christ. after that. Like after they threw a lady in the river, and she sinks, and just and she sinks to the bottom, and she dies. Do you think they ever went like? Oh, I guess she was innocent. Sheesh.
1: like <laughs> no, because then they were like, "Well, we saved her soul." So oh, so, so this
0: stuff. is the whole thing. I th- I yeah. really believe like, well, you know, in this era too, Christianity running rampant, they're going to write those laws and those rules however they see fit for them to actually come out on top. And that yeah. was a lot of it. So yeah, like you said, they're going to save their soul. That's how they make that legitimate because yeah. they're like, oh, well, you know, she could have been flying out on her broom or eating small children, but now we saved her because, you know, this happened. They
2: mold it into uh a
0: moral, right, right. A moral yeah, they, thing. And, they're and able to do those mental
1: yeah. gymnastics where no matter what, they weren't wrong for doing oh, what yeah. they did. Yeah, and, they don't care. and honestly, like I think, so their lead was used as like, uh, for eating and drinking and like like glasses, like plates. All oh, yeah, kind of was it was everything. was made out of lead.
2: So they were all just nuts anyway. Yeah.
1: I, the, like, society in general was a lot more violent, and I think there were a lot more, like, psychopaths and sociopaths running around. Like, a lot less just empathy in general
0: because life was hard I for mean, it, yeah, most it was just
1: people. Brutal you know? existences. Yeah.
0: Well, so, yeah, and they're actually- You can't actually... just go to
1: the grocery store and get a steak.
0: Right. You know, you gotta-
3: Right.
1: Yeah.
0: You're fighting to survive. And well, you're
1: hoping that the wealthy people that you're <sighs> beholden to don't just decide that they want all your shit. Yeah. One, there, there was also like a lot of corruption, like we were talking about in this. And one example of that is, uh, the nuns of Ludone. Um, so this is an example of the craze gone wrong, then weird. The nuns conspired to accuse father urbane grandier of witchcraft by faking symptoms of possession and torment. Uh, they presented the same symptoms that showed up in the Salem witch trial. So, um, and they faked uh, convulsions, spoke in tongues, rolled around on the ground, accused Grandier of indecencies. And like in Salem, this worked, and the priest was convicted and burned. After this, though, the nun's symptoms grew worse and more sexual in nature, which poses the question, did they let something in? Uh or did their attempt to frame the priest open the door for something to come in and possess the nuns for real? Or were they just horny and wanting the priest out of the way? Like
2: They sound like, like crazy bitches. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've met some.
2: Say it like, like it that. is,
1: man. Yeah. Um, so in 1687, uh, Louis XIV issued an edict against witchcraft uh, that was much tamer than previous laws and ignored black cats and such with the Enlightenment coming in. Coming in, fear of witchcraft once again was relegated to the realm of superstition. So around the 1700s, it started to die out, but that wasn't before Salem. Um, do you want to go into Salem?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, so, you know, we'd be missed if we didn't mention uh, the Salem Witch Trials because it is, yeah, I mean, it's another thing that just crazily went crazy, you know, if you have to say it. Uh it crazily 16, went crazy? Crazy, crazily went crazy. So 1692 yes. to 1693. Uh Salem Massachusetts, uh they had a problem evidently with the witchcraft hysteria. And and again, this is one of the most you know popular ones that I've heard of, you know, was the Salem witch trials. Um especially in America. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. Well,
0: and this is a whole thing too. We talk about hard living and a hard life. Um this is a problem, you know, during that time, you know, they're in wars between French and the British. Uh they had a huge smallpox epidemic that this just broke out and was never ending. Um, they always were a fear to be an attack by local native tribes because they're brand new to this country Mm -hmm. and they're trying to, you know, make stake basically where they're at. Um, so all this stuff is there and, and it kind of adds, I think, to the whole hysteria and the paranoia of what's going on. Um, but this is kind of where it started. So Salem village's first ordained minister, Reverend Samuel Paris, who the people of Salem generally, he was kind of a dick to be honest with you, but you know. He was their minister and that's what they thats what they dealt with. Um, he had an issue with his daughter. So it seemed that Paris's nine-year-old daughter, Elizabeth, began experiencing contortions and tantrums and fits along with his 11-year-old niece, which is right along with her doing the same thing, along with another 11-year-old friend that they had. It was blamed on Paris' slave, a woman by the name of Tituba and another woman by the name of Sarah Good, who was a beggar, and another gal by the name of Sarah Osborne, who had a reputation for kind of being somewhat of an outcast, evidently. She'd just kind of drift around town and piss people off for whatever reason. While the latter two women denied being witches, uh, Tatuba made up strange, fascinating stories that were interesting to John Haythorn, uh the Salem town justice who was doing the questioning. All three were jailed, but Tatuba was the only one who lived. Uh, she was let out of prison 13 months later. Osmore died in prison while Good was hanged after, get, wait for this, after giving birth in prison, uh, meanwhile, special courts were put in place for the Salem witch trials. And nearly four months after the initial accusations, Bridget Bishop, who is known for her gossipy nature and her attitude, was the first person hanged as a witch. In all, 19 people were hung um, as witches, including a guy by the name of John Proctor. And again, you know, if we compare that to the Vales witch trials of, of like 300 people, it doesn't even come into comparison. But, you know, this is something we've always heard in history the Salem witch trials. I've heard it, you yeah. Know, forever, everyone, everybody so, has, yeah, you know, um, to
2: some degree or another.
1: And there was an undercurrent of of the corruption of of people like accusing people for gain right. uh, that was a little more obvious in cases from the UK in roughly the same time period, early 1600s. Instead, um, but uh, like King James the First set out to uh, set out the much stiffer Witch Act of 1604 which made it a, fil- a felony under common law uh, to practice witchcraft. Um, one goal was to divert suspicion away from male... Ho- it's So this is a thing I got from Wikipedia, and it says male homo I think they mean homosexuality. Yeah, mm,
0: they got some misspelled. Um,
1: but, uh, but basically to divert, divert suspicion away from the elite and focus fear on female communities and large gatherings of women because they were... Uh, more politically powerful in wales and scotland like different culturally from england and and uh women had more to do with like governing um so he thought they threatened his political power and he laid the foundation for witchcraft and occultism policies especially in scotland to the point that a widespread belief in the conspiracy of witches and the witches sabbath with the devil deprived women of political influence um, occult power was supposedly a womanly trait because women are weaker and more susceptible to the devil somehow.
0: Mm. you know they always are. yeah, go overtake, go spin so. so um anyway, we are gonna take a quick break and we will come back and we're actually gonna shift gears a little bit because I think at this point in history, it kind of not that it got better, but it did shift gears a little bit, you know, so especially with some of the stuff I had unless you got something on nope. your side and then John's got some stories too that uh we're going to kind of interweave into what we going on so hopefully um Yeah the
1: edutainment part of this is over now we just want to hear like <laughs> and now really we weird, the creepy cool shit
0: stories <laughs> and we'll go from there so anyway stand by guys okay
1: Listen and find additional content at mystrangeuncles.com or wherever you get your pods. Please remember to subscribe, rate,
0: and review. It helps us gain visibility. You can call us at 801-252-6945. Yeehaw! You can also find us on Twitter at Strange Uncles. On Instagram and Facebook, Strange Uncles Podcast. Close the gates. <laughs> Um, so we actually, uh, wanted to cover kind of the second half of this thing. And it's kind of funny. So Josh, you were reading about all the heresy, everything was going on, how witches looked, what was happening.
1: Yeah. I got way too into the weeds in the real world history of it. but yeah, I think it's important to lay the groundwork. Yeah, for sure. You Thanks know? guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Whatever. We'll validate you. You're right. Exactly. Sometimes I need it. Well, you know, we talked about that. We talked about the infamous Salem witch trials and and other things too. But one thing that we really should cover, and then we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit and get into some kind of fun stuff, I guess, stories, because now at this juncture in history, it kind of turned into, wait, we're not going to burn you at the stake. And that was a passage of the Witchcraft Act. So after 100 years of hunting witches, which more than hundreds of years.
1: Yeah, a couple hundred.
0: But yeah, you're talking specifically
1: like
2: in the American colonies, right?
0: Um, no, Well, this is Britain, yeah. So basically this is Britain. Oh, so this is, this is Yeah, okay. sure. Now, keep in mind, too, something we mentioned very earlier. Um, <laughs> anti-witchcraft things are still happening in Africa to this day. Like, it still is going on. They're still, it's not like we wiped the slate clean. Yeah. They're still worried about what happens around them. No, I I guess
1: you could put it in terms of, like, Western civilization in terms of, like, uh, Europe and the colonies. Right,
0: right. Kind of lump that in. Yeah, I agree.
1: Because it was around this same time pretty much everywhere that people started being like, eh, this is kind of
0: dumb. Yeah. And that's kind of what we talked about early about the spreading of, I mean, mm-hmm. it just spread like wildfire. Just I mean, absolutely crazy. And you know. there's something to say about collective
2: consciousness. You're right. You, you, you're asking, right. Like, well, why are all these different cultures and this, these different areas of the world, um, practicing these same right. ideas? Why are they saying the same why thing? Why do they all? And I, I, I strongly think that there's, some type of a collective con- consciousness that the entire world is going on. You know, like why, yeah, yeah. why do the Mayans have pyramids and why does Egypt have pyramids? They
0: didn't have the internet to be
2: like, yo bro, check this.
0: And, and, s- I'm a hundred percent with you. Out, you I, I, I mean, I, and I really think that that's an episode because I re- were hooked somehow, whether we want to admit it or not. Uh, yeah. I think as a consciousness. Well, I mean, like if you there's wanna, a net.
1: if you want to get real world about it, like also water is not the barrier that people want to make it out to be. Right, you know what I mean. Like, uh, like two civilizations living on either side of a mountain range are way less likely to interact than two civilizations living on either side of an ocean because people just sail and have for since early man basically.
0: Yeah, there's a lot to that, but um, you know, with that being said, yeah, this is mainly talking about the British colonies. Uh, 1736, the passage of the Witchcraft Act happened. Um, This changed the entire climate in which British occultists had to live. It technically ended the witch trials, and it made it illegal to accuse someone of witchcraft. It also redefined occultism as fraud, stating that those who pretend to exercise or use any kind of witchcraft, sorcery, enchantment, fortune-telling, or conjuration would risk a year in prison, which... Dropping the hat compared to being burnt yeah, the steak. Yeah, that's, you know, oh, you know? no. I mean, Jesus Christ. A year in prison, I get to masturbate for a year? That's awesome.
2: I mean, that sounds like a pretty
0: bad year. Well, yeah, I'm I, still going back to masturbation I don't, if you know, I have nothing they, else going on. They don't really let you do that in jail. Are you sure? Been there. I've never been in jail. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll take your word for it there, felon. You've right. been to jail? We talked about this. Did uh, we? Did we talk about we it on, on Mike, though? I
3: just we realized I added
1: myself it. as an ex-con.
0: Yeah, we talked about it. But uh, we're talking about witches right, yeah, right yeah, now. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's another story. Uh, write in, strangenuggles at gmail.com. You want to know why Josh was in jail? I, I fucking don't know, dude. I was in jail over a weekend. Oh, uh, uh. well, you know, it fucking happens. Anyway, the burning of witches uh, during this time pretty much ended across the world. This is actually a cool little tidbit. The last execu- execution of witchcraft in England was in 1682, Scotland in 1722, France in 1745, Germany in 1775, and Switzerland in 1782. The- and Iceland in 1690. Oh, okay. So they beat all. Yeah. Well, they been right after England, basically. Um, this was an age of enlightenment and rationalism, which, you know, we're all trying to be. And due to the new legislation, people could study the cult without the risk of witchcraft trial. There was a boom in books and pamphlets, which kind of you talked about a little bit, Josh, but people were reading things, but the wrong things to a certain point.
1: Yeah. That was much earlier, but
0: yeah. Well, it seems like resurgence, things come in flows. And I think this is a flow. Um, Even though it made it illegal to study the cult, it was rarely enforced unless one became a little too public about the studies. A quick note, in 1944, was one of the last people to be in prison for occultism. That was a medium by the name of Helen Duncan, but it didn't last because the Witchcraft Act was repealed in 1951, of all things. So from 1782 to 1951, it was repealed. So yeah, that was funny. What do you got on your side for stories? We're going to start diving down that road.
2: Yeah, I got a bunch of weird stories. Um
1: I'm really pumped about this. I think yeah, this is all going to be stuff this, I've never heard of.
2: There's a lot of weird shit going on. Um so I visited the Museum of Icelandic Sorcery and Witchcraft in Höfnvik, Iceland, and this is where I'm getting uh, a lot of my information. So, um Iceland's witch hunt, known as the Age of Fire, took place between the years 1654 and 1690. Sorcery was commonly practiced in Iceland up until the 17th century. The majority of people that were involved in the court cases were all part of the same family and semi-nobles, especially in the West Fjords, where Magnus Johnson, the courteous, became sheriff in the 1500s. He had six sons and six daughters. Most of the sons went on to become sheriffs themselves, and the daughters ended up marrying sheriffs all around the island of Iceland. In fact, most of the male descendants of the sheriffs and clergymen that took part in the court cases of the time were said to be practicing magi- magicians. And the family line traced back all the way to the great Viking named Eagle Scala Grimson, who supposedly used magic against his enemy, the king of Norway.
0: Oh, no shit.
1: That's Dude, funny. so much to unpack there. <laughs> so
2: essentially. Uh, sorcery and magic was practiced on, in Iceland. Yeah. It sounds it, like it was by
1: it was people of. Very Empowered
2: power too, And it was very, yeah, like that's how like a lot of them say they took power from Norway and other, other uh, like countries like Finland and stuff. That's how they took power in their minds was their sorcery that's what they and believed. magic. Oh, and wow. that's how they did that. And that's kind of how that whole like structure was based. But then the predecessors and the descendants of these people using witchcraft to yes. gain control were the ones holding court, burning said witches.
0: What the fuck? And so there's a like, whole there's we, a whole genealogy
2: there's a whole genealogy Iceland's uh, genealogy they um, they take very seriously and it's really documented.
1: So Edward the Cur- the courteouses, Magnus Johnson. And I know I'm saying that wrong, but just... No, but he was the one that was also known as the Courteous. The Courteous, That's, yeah. wow, because that just is the most amazing like, title to
0: me. <laughs> I was going to say, I was <laughs> kind of blown away with that whole thing, too. So
1: hi, him and his progeny use magic to seize power, and then their descendants, once they're firmly in control, start burning witches? Yes, essentially.
3: Fuck well yeah. that's what yeah.
0: one does so yes.
1: um
2: yeah
3: <laughs> over 200
2: people were charged with either practicing magic or in possession of magical items such as Jesus. grimoires and magical signs um and just if you don't know what a grim grimoire is it's that's word is so hard
1: for me to say it's a really hard word to say um
2: basically it is a textbook of magic in which in instructions are written down for magic spells. Yeah, so it's, it's basically like, oh, a okay. uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And right. I just watched the trilogy of Evil Dead the other day. Or The
0: Book of Shadows, same thing, mm. you know. It's just a Yeah, they book would of all be contagious. considered grimoires.
1: Yeah. Right. But it's yeah. really hard to say especially because of the way it's spelled and cuz none of us are good at a French accent. <laughs>
2: Um, so out of those 200 people, 21 people were burned at the stake and out of the 21 people, only one was female.
0: No shit. And yes.
1: this was the age of fire. Is that what it was called? Yes. The age of fire.
0: God damn. That is just. Wow. You know, that's kind of badass in a weird way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, they kind of call it some. uh, Wow. Yeah. So
2: charges were filed on the ground of raising the dead to cause harm to people and livestock spells to cause storms spells to cause sickness connections to the devil defensive spells spells to uh, fail the fish catches of competitors spells to calm herds of sheep and owning magical letters and man, they have some pretty awesome folklorish uh, spells going on. So there's one of there's a folklore tale of the tilbury. Oh, and we're gonna yeah. post pictures of this on our Instagram. So if you want to see what one of these suckers, um, the interpretation looks like, it's a, it's a creepy little thing, but the tilbury or Snakur, is a creature of Icelandic folklore created by witches to steal milk. Only women can create and own them. Um, The two terms are regional variants. Both are used in Eastern Iceland, Tilbury in the north, and Snakur in the south and west. There are no written mentions of the creatures before the 17th century, although one 17th century writer mentions a witch being punished for having one in 1500. So here's where it gets wild. This is I'm listening. This, this is where it well. So to create a tilbury, the woman steals a rib from a recently buried body early on Whit Sunday twists around it. Gray wool, which she must steal for the purpose. It's it is sometimes specified that the wool must be plucked from between the shoulders of a widow's sheep soon after its wool has been plucked and keeps it between her breasts. The next three Sundays at communion, she spits the sanctified wine on the bundle, which will come more alive each time. She then lets it suckle on the inside of her thigh, which creates a telltale wart-like growth. Ew. Sexy. The woman can now send the Tilbury to suck milk from others' cows and ewes. It will return to the window of her dairy and call out, Full belly, mummy, or churn lid off, mummy, and vomit the stolen milk into her butter churn. To suck the milk from the animal's udder, it jumps on her back and lengthens itself to reach down. In some versions, it is said to be able to reach down on both sides to suck from two teats at once. Inflammatory hardening of the udder was traditionally ascribed to the tilberry, and as of late as the 19th century, animals were protected by making the sign of the cross under the udder and over the rump and laying a salter on the spine. birder chun from milk stolen by a tilberry will clump together as if curdled or even melt away into foam. If the sign of the cross is made over it or the... Butter knot, magical sign drawn in it. Uh, if the woman has a child and the tilbury manages to reach her own milk filled breast, she is at risk of being sucked to death. The traditional method of ridding oneself of a tilbury is to send it up the mountain to the common pasturage with orders to collect all the lambs' droppings, either all those in three pastures or making three piles. The Tilbury will then either work itself to death or die because as an evil creature, it cannot tolerate the number three. Only the human bone will be left lying in the pasture.
0: Um, Mr. Finnegan? Yes. I have a question. Uh uh-huh. What the fuck? Yeah, that's crazy. That is fucking, that is the most extensive rules and descriptions of any weird shit I've ever heard in my life. Oh, man. There's, there's a couple
2: more that are just, Pretty wild as well. I don't get it. It's fucking crazy. There's a thing called the sea mouse. And in former times, all Icelandic wealth was concentrated in land ownership. And in the West Fjords, one family of semi nobles owned almost all the land. Um, the common man had almost no chance of acquiring wealth except by supernatural means. Among ways the grimoires mention to achieve this is to catch the carnivorous sea mouse. Carve the sign ring helm on the skin of a black Tomcat with the minstrel blood of a virgin, catch a sea mouse in a net out of a virgin's hair and keep it on the hair in a wooden box as you do,
3: you know,
0: (laughs) as one
2: does the ring. Helm must be laid over the mouse to prevent it escaping. If a stolen coin is laid in the box, the sea mouse will draw money from the ocean. If the sea mouse escapes, it will dive into the ocean and cause a storm that will be extremely dangerous and
1: devastating
2: and cause the loss of many human lives.
0: It will
1: draw money from the ocean. Yes. Meaning like many fishes, I guess?
2: If a stolen coin is laid in the box, the sea mouse will draw money from the ocean.
0: Hmm.
1: So that means like
0: a pirate's treasure chest,
3: maybe?
1: Or probably more just like all the money that's fallen off of boats <laughs> more likely. So I, it,
2: essentially it's saying that if you aren't part of the nobles and you don't own any land, right. There's really no way for you to, you know, it's like the American dream. You work hard, sure. you get a job and you'll be able to be successful. Basically in that world, if you're not part of that family, you're screwed.
3: Yeah. And well, I mean, there's no I way the for you to make money. Yeah. So right, right, right. Exactly. you need to get
2: a sea mouse, virgin blood and hair and, it's all really technical i i like i can't imagine i feel like i would just be lazy and be like
0: Oh, man. I got to do all this shit? You I really got to fucking just, go. Cl-
1: can I just like go to war and <laughs> like kill and
0: plunder? <laughs> yeah. Well, see, this is, I think, a lot of like the witch history was, you know, you hear about uh, dead men's toenails and they're going to mention the cauldron. And this is where this goes into. But uh, honestly, the first story you told blows my fucking mind. I've never heard anything so detailed in my life to try to make something happen for milk. Yeah. I mean, I like milk. For I'd milk buy or it from milk? For milk. Yeah, for They're milk. They're stealing milk. They, yeah, they that go was and a whole
1: steal purpose. milk. Yeah. Oh, I missed that part. I, I was steal milk up how completely big
2: fucking different. <laughs> yeah, they go and steal milk. 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 <laughs> yeah. And milk. then
0: they come Same back. Thing. Yeah, It's like potatoes. I hate to see what Ireland does. It fucking blows my mind. Yeah,
2: so uh, just one more spell. I mean, there's a bunch of others, but um, just one more spell that I think is really interesting and fascinating. Um The Necro Pants.
0: Yes. yes. I want to hear about this. I love these. I wish I had a pair. And if
2: if you have not seen a picture of these, we will be posting it to our Instagram because I took a picture of them.
0: And I think we're going to put it on the website too. And yeah, yeah, it's...
2: We'll blast it all over.
0: Alls in all. (laughs) So
2: one of the most difficult feats mentioned in Icelandic grimoires and folktales is undoubtedly the it's called the nabrok literally necropants this is another tool to gather wealth by supernatural means so they're just trying to get wealthy by some sort any way they can yeah yeah to begin with the sorcerer has to make a pact with a living man and get his permission to dig up his dead body and skin it from the waist down the skin must be completely intact with no holes or scratches The sorcerer then steps into the skin, which will immediately become one with his own. That's why he doesn't need a belt. You were looking at that like, well, how's that going to stay? I know. I
3: have a
0: question.
1: Uh, (laughs) Does he like Sorry. have to wait for the dude to die? Yeah.
0: Yeah, he yeah, there's a death thing in there. I mean, I mean, or, that would be awkward. He has, to, he has like, to
2: get permission to dig up his dead body right. and skin it from the waist down. So, so I'm so.
1: guessing you ask old people for this. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, this
0: isn't one of those uh, hey, and in a poker game, I I won the bottom half of your body. Is that cool? I mean, well, maybe. It just says make
1: a, it
2: just says make a pact with a living man and get his permission to dig up his dead body and skin it from the waist down. So you okay. gotta you gotta find right. you gotta find a homie that's cool with that, and then once that's
0: done, um, you know what? I'm just gonna say right <laughs> here, not to cut you off, but when I die, you guys have permission to dig me up and wear my. Legs. Thank you, Shane. I'm just saying
2: you're very generous, man. I mean, they're
0: kind of white; sure they're pretty pale, but by all means, they're yours <laughs> if you guys want them. Yeah, okay. you know, so, it's all
2: up to you. So after he's done stepping in the corpses, uh, skinned. Body, a coin must be stolen from a poor widow, either at Christmas, Easter, or Whit Sunday, and kept in the scrotum.
1: Okay, a so. coin person. <laughs>
2: That's what I said. <laughs> it will then draw money from living persons, and the scrotum will never be empty with the sorcerer checks. However, his spiritual well-being is at risk. Oh, let me say. Wait. However. What? <laughs> oh no! Oh, go ahead. <laughs> However, his spiritual well-being is at risk unless he gets rid of the necro pants before he dies. If he dies with the pants on his body, will become infested with lice as soon as he passes away. The sorcerer must therefore find somebody that is willing to take the pants and put his leg into the right leg before the sorcerer
0: steps out of the left one. So now it's a fucking potato sack race.
2: I guess so. Yeah. Oh, okay. The pants right. will keep on drawing money for generations of owners. So you just basically, before you die, you got to find another person that wants the pants, but you can't fully step out of them until somebody steps into one of the legs. What happens
1: if you break the rules and just take them off? I mean,
2: your body will just become infested with. Yeah. yeah. So those are some of the crazy spells and folklore that. Oh my Atlantic god! People. Are. You got any insane.
1: any other wild tales from far uh, <laughs> far well, away? Um,
2: the Reverend Paul Bjornson, 1621 to 1706, um, he was pastor in Sela in Lur in uh, was considered one of the most learned men in Iceland in his time. He wrote famous sermons, a treatise on navigation, and he also wrote Greek and Latin fluently and corresponded with scholars in Europe. In 1674, he wrote a treatise on magic, which he named Character Bistai, in which he drew heavily on the Malayas, Maleficorum.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. That old thing. Yeah, Yeah, right. So
2: coming back to that. Icelanders could now study the demonology of the European church and become acquainted with ideas about witchcraft, which had very few similarities with Icelandic sorcery. Paul's half-brother was then the sheriff of the country, and I'm not even going to try and say this because Icelandic words are so hard. Um, Bardistrandarsila. and known perfect and known to pursue cases of witchcraft with more zeal than his contemporaries in 1669 pal's wife helga fell ill with a strange sickness that caused her to be bedridden for more than six months and at the same time a ghost went rampage at their home helga decided that the cause of all this was a young man named john leafson whom she had refused permission to marry one of her maids Mm. So he was promptly seized by the sheriff and burnt after admitting that he had sought some knowledge of the occult and named a man Erlander as his teacher. Powell wrote to the authorities and claimed that Erlander was the devil's sack and source of all evil in the parish. Powell's words were of course taken seriously and Erlander was burnt later that same year. Wow. So this bitch keeps going. Oh, cool. (laughs) Five years later, Helga fell ill again, and as did two of her sons, and as a result, two men were burnt. One of them was generally thought to be innocent, but Helga's brother-in-law, the sheriff, pushed the sentence through the legislative assembly at Ping Veller. In 1678, Helga suffered again, and two more bonfires were lit, one of them under the only woman to suffer that fate in Iceland. So she's the one responsible wow, for the no, woman being burned.
0: Oh no shit, right. yeah, right. In
2: 1683, still another man, Sven Arneson, was burned because of accusations by a member of the family. This time the sickness came on Helga's and Pal's daughter, whom contemporary sources call nervous and extremely fond of drink. This turned out to be the last execution
1: for sorcery and magic in Iceland.
2: So this guy's wife just gets sick and accuses
1: people
0: left and right. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. instead of
1: thinking maybe she should wash her hands or something. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Exactly. Like something modern day, maybe every back, time you know? he said
1: Helga fell sick, it I just watched Willow again for the
0: Yeah, I caught that last night. night. What the fuck was that about, by the way? I don't know, I was drunk. Okay. Well
1: But I watched fair. Willow for the first time in many, many a year and there's the part where he's like Helgefell, swap Van Helgefell, when he's like
0: <laughs> trying to hide the baby at the uh, end. quick story, last Comic Con here in Salt Lake. I almost got ran over by the guy that played Warwick Davis. Warwick is, Davis? Is, his name? Yes. is that his name? Yes. Yeah, he was on a Segway, and you him and his respect wife- respect on that name. His eyes are down there. I guess. I'm oh sorry. God. But he literally almost ran you us over on Segways. It was awful.
1: <laughs> no way. That's not awful. You should have thanked him for the opportunity.
0: <laughs> no, they were zipping by, by <clears throat> so fast, I can't even say hi. Like, they were on Segways, so they were driving at least five miles an hour. Well, you so. dive in front those, of it, Those sir. things zip <laughs> <are> pretty good. <laughs> anyway. All right, so that leads us into the witch cult in Western Europe. Um, this kind of brings it back to- a little bit of British, but a little bit into America and kind of how the whole fad started here in America. And, and again, you know, it's not as in-depth as what Europe is and and the whole rest of the world, but it's pretty amazing. Uh, 1914, one uh, Margaret Murray was an archaeologist who was a Brit and had plans to go to Egypt. However, due to the start of World War One, she was stuck in Britain. So she couldn't go anywhere. She decided to go ahead and study medieval witchcraft. Until there was an opportunity to time, um, opportunity to travel. Um, during her studies, she came up with a theory that was partially built upon another writer in the subject, a Sir James Frazier who wrote a book called The Golden Bough in 1890. Margaret theorized that witchcraft came from an ancient fertility religion. She argued that when Europe became Christian during the Dark Ages, the rural poor decided to hold on to their ancient beliefs instead of converting, which... It's what I would do if you had yeah. a brand new religion kind of show up. Well, and most know? of the older religions sound a lot more fun. And they are kind of fun when you talk about dance around naked in a fire. You know, something you said about and that. And then we dance into the fire. Sorry.
2: Yeah, whatever orgy I can yeah, whatever uncalled, religion for. I can have an orgy in, that's the one. It,
0: that's want. when you want to back and up. And also Durandrian <laughs> is
1: never uncalled for. I'm just saying.
0: Uh, well,
1: yeah, whatever.
0: Debatable. It's Listen. Okay. All
3: right, fine.
0: So, um so instead of converting, these beliefs included belief in a horned god, and they had to meet in thirteen-person coven's on Candlemas, May Day, Lammas, and Halloween. She wrote a first book in the subject called *The Witch Cult in Western Europe*, which came out in 1921. She followed that with two more books, and it wasn't until her death in 1963 that historians compared her work with actual records and discovered that Margaret had shamelessly manipulated the data. Leaving out anything that contradicted her theory, and more than likely, the fertility cult never even existed. Despite right, all of this, right. uh, people were getting into Wicca, used her books to lay the groundwork, and became the main source for the new religion. So, another one that was kind of in the same time frame for America, uh, another author by the fr- uh, who was actually a friend of Margaret Murray was a guy by the name of Gerald Gardner. He too was a Brit and spent time in the same circles as her. He studied folklore and even studied with the infamous Aleister Crowley, which was kind of cool. It's kinda, this guy kind of seems like a – reading his story, I condense it a lot, but he's kind of a Indiana Jones per se. Dude did everything. It blew my mind. He was in wars. He did this. He went to Paris. Uh, he did oh, this. Oh, the, the guy that you're talking about that was hanging out with Crowley? Uh, Jero Gardner. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Very crazy. Actually, he pops up. You know, in a lot of things. Uh, He, too, wrote books Witchcraft Today in 1954 and The Meaning of Witchcraft in 1959, which, too, claimed to have been taken from an ancient fertility religion called Wicca, spelled with one C, uh, was later turned into Wicca with two Cs. These two key players of modern-day witchcraft laid the building blocks of the new religion that had a resurgence and taking over all English-speaking countries in the 50s and the 60s, which eventually would become where we're at now. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so so that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of the stepping stone because obviously, you know, we're dummies and we didn't really have anything, but all of a sudden we had something, you know, compared to those. Um, There were two more books uh, in 1979, which was funny because they were both published on October 31st on the exact same day, but they were actually published on different coasts. So one was East Coast, one was West Coast. Um, One was called Drawing Down the Moon. The other was called The Spiritual Dance. Um, they became the center stage for the coming of the age of Wicca as we know it here in America for pop culture. The Wicca that took center stage in these two books were different from Gerald Gardner's and Margaret Murray's day. Uh, They had a secretive tradition passed down by personal initiation, mainly focusing on magic, which was turned more into, you know, what we know now as a self-empowerment religion, you know, type thing. Uh, This opened a whole floodgates for what Wicca was and what it had to be. Um, and then it kind of evolved into uh what we have for modern day witchcraft, especially here in America. Nothing compared to necro uh, pants, human pants, <laughs> the necro pants. I mean, god, dude, I can't even wrap my mind around it. Blows my mind. Oh my god, I, I kind you know, of want them. I kind of want to get a pair, at least a make believe pair. I don't <sighs> think I'd wear a real pair. I'm just blown away by but man, how much effort all of these things taken. Yeah. yeah. Well, back in that, like what you're reading, that's a thing. Like, you know what I'm reading now? And again, we're wrapping this whole thing up, but this is just laziness in my eyes, what we're at now and what's going on. Yeah. Not
1: willing to like get the toenails of dead men and the right. skin a corpse. You have one. no ambition whatsoever. Or it's just like the
0: best
2: yeah.
1: wool is to be taken from
2: a widow, a widow's sheep after they've been sheared. And then you need to in take between, the wool in between fucking, the shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Like, Damn dog, fucking. how do I fucking track that down?
3: Without <laughs> the internet? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. and um,
2: scouring the entire countryside, like, uh, is that a widow? Blows I, my mind. Are
1: you a widow? Is that your sheep? Can I? Did Why you just shave shoes? it?
0: Dude, do you mind?
1: Like, are you okay? All,
2: All right, I've got. To, to, I gotta um, do this whole
0: thing. You're so. the third guy that asked that tonight. <laughs> so. My husband just died. <laughs> Anyway, so traditional witchcraft now, where we're at, um, they've actually changed magic to magic. They put a K on the end of it uh, just to separate what was going on. Um, There's different conceptions of what we are now. Kind of interesting too. Um, Even in North America, when you talk about before what Wicca is now, uh, the skinwalkers are kind of a witch-like idea well, yeah, the, because of what they do i mean you well, talk the, about shamans i mean
2: the skinwalkers you know? supposedly are the shamans of right the yeah, the, the, the medicine the, the, they're, they're, the, 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 they're yeah the medicine yeah
0: yeah yeah so i mean it was here before we were here but there was something here in north america and again we talk about similarities between greece and europe and what's everything going on romans what they had america what they had it, it's all kind of similar africa You know, all kind of ties into play. Um, You know, we know the same in which trials. We know other things that happened. Where we're at now, and this is just some quick facts to throw out there. It was estimated that in 1990, there were 8,000 people in the United States who considered themselves Wiccans. Uh, That number jumped up to 340,000 by 2008. So in less 18 years, you know, look at that. Whole combined thing. And while we're on the he's estimated charmed air. Oh, wanted Charm. That's fucking funny. I never watch that fucking show. Um do yourself a favor. I have a whole drinking game around it. Oh, you're not you're (laughs) not even funny. You're making that shit up right now. No, please say you're making that shit up right now. No. Anyway. Um, pagans are the same. 340. Uh, and again, you know, men are combined with that too. So it's something to be said about what we have here. Uh, There's a quote that I'll read, and then we'll wrap all this up. Uh, Author Julie Roy says that about this modern-day witches, what we have now. Wicca has effectively repackaged witchcraft for millennial consumption. No longer is witchcraft and paganism satanic and demonic. It's a pre-Christian tradition that promotes free thought and the understanding of earth and nature. Nowadays, it's so mainstream the idea of witches that sometimes it's kind of a little pathetic. Look at Harry Potter some of the other things going on. Um, despite what we seem to think about who we are and where we're at, um, witchcraft survives. It's still kind of out here. I mean, the history. I mean, yeah. I didn't even think about wow. the
2: Harry Potter thing, but you bring that up. Witchcraft is huge.
0: You're right a now.
1: witch, Harry.
2: Like, gigantic.
1: Yeah. Look how mainstream.
2: Oh, uh, you I know? I mean, you can't get more mainstream than Harry Potter. Also, um, Josh, to your, to your question.
1: Oh shit, what did you Google?
2: Um, charmed aired for 8 seasons from october 7th 1998 until may
0: 21st 2006. Bam. Oh, there might be something there. Yes. I,
2: dude, I guarantee you there's like a little bit of help from that show. Do
1: you guys want to play the charm drinking game with me? It's really fun. Um, I'll
0: give that a big no. However, I do, but you know what?
2: Um, the rules, let's let's do something fun. If you want to find the rules for the charm drinking <laughs> game, you have to write in and ask for them. We won't we won't tell
0: them on. Oh, on air. that's nice Write in at strangeuncles at com, Or you can call us with rules at uh, area code 801 <laughs> 252 I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and you I can like go it. on the hotline. But yeah, that would be uh yeah, that'd be fun.
3: That's yeah, cool, uh, huh?
1: follow us on Instagram at uh podcast and I th- think we're that on Twitter or are we just strange uncles on Twitter? Uh, we're, we're strange, just strange uncles, uncles on, on Twitter. On Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we're also strange uncles podcast on Facebook. Um,
2: and I'm a strange uncle in real life.
0: He really is. That's not even funny. It's, the cops are going to come find you right now, dude.
1: I'm not. I don't even have
0: <laughs> that thing going <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: And we are no longer trustworthy.
0: <laughs> mm. Anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. You know, there were some other tidbits that we had in there. But, you know, honestly, um, God, it's a huge menagerie of just, damn. I didn't think of everything with witches. Yeah, I mean, this is you something
1: know. that could even be revisited to get
0: more detail and, like, a more in-depth look at Agreed. it. Agreed. You know? There's a plethora of what's going on here. And I think, you know, and again, we did it because of Halloween, October, you know? So I think it was a cool thing. Um, Standby for spooky next- Christmas? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Uh, next episode, again, we're going to kind of wrap up October-ish with uh, some, I think, just spooky shit, Halloween stuff. It's going to be kind of yeah. loosey-goosey, but I think it'll be fun.
2: Just a bunch of butt stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Get Not in, in weirdo. No, we're doing butt stuff. So <laughs> we'll go from there. But I think, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And uh, I think we're ready to. <clears throat> the
1: Close the gates. Close the gates. Fuck, where's the button? Not
0: that one!